Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I pray for peace. I pray for joy. I pray for wisdom in every area you need for today and always in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we are going to continue our conversation we started last week on the very important fight that made David very, very popular, which is the fight of David and Goliath. And so we're looking at what happened the journey of David to meet Goliath at the war front. So today I'm going to be discussing David changing the mindset of the Israelites. David turning the minds of the Israelites back to God. Maybe that's what I would title it as. And I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel 17. I will start from verses 16 and I'll go down to probably verses 25. And then I also read one or two more verses. Let me start from verse 16. And I'm reading the NIV version. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. And that is Goliath coming to taunt the Israelites to send a warrior to fight him. Now, Jesus said to his son, David, Make this offer of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry up to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commanders of their units. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were growing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking to them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and his family will be exempted from taxes. And then verse 26 says, David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? When I stop there. And so we see from the Bible here, and also the last few episodes, that Saul and the Israelites were at the valley of Ella and were terrified and were so scared of their life and did not want to fight the Philistines because of Goliath. In addition, Goliath will come every day, morning and night, and taunt the Israelites, threatening them and asking them to send forth a warrior to come and fight him. And you see, as whenever he comes out, you could see what had happened, you know, now previously when they started hearing Goliath, they were terrified. But now it sees that once they hear his voice, they all scatter and run in fear, go into hiding. 
And so, let's face it, they had already lost. In their hearts, it was very clear that they had lost the battle, which is why it was so important for David at this point in time to be the anointed king of Israel. He was not crowned king yet, but he was anointed king of Israel. Because if David did not come to challenge Goliath, glaring lost the battle. Saul could not even win them. Saul could not even do anything. Now let's look at David and what happened. Now David was not at the war front as we can see for long. He was going through and forth to see his brothers. His father sent him to give them some food and bring back some assurance for him and all that. And these were his older brothers, obviously. So he was the last one of eight children. So these were his older brothers. Even earlier, the first man that saw at what you know um, was God's chosen for the king when he saw his appearance. Yeah, was one of the men that were fighting at the war front. And so all this time, these same men with the physique, the strength, you know, tall warriors were hearing this giant Goliath from every morning and night, taunt them and torment them with his voice and putting fear with them in them that they all fled and ran away day and night. But you see, David was not there when this was happening, which is why he had seen Goliath, right? And I will explain later this week why, you know, he reacted to Goliath that way. But he had seen Goliath, but he had seen Goliath as who he was and defying the armies of the living God. But he, he had not sat down every day and night listening to his voice that was creating so much fear in the warriors of Israel. So thereby, in that case, his heart was not captured. Meanwhile, all the warriors that were captured by the fear that Goliath was bringing. And so because of this, clearly, he was not subject to such torture of fear from Goliath. And so it was much easier to think and let God use him. And even think out of the box. All he needed and required to kill Goliath, he was able to think it through. He was able to let God breathe the wisdom on him because he was not focused on the fear. He was not focused on the anxiety. He was not focused on the pain that was before him. His mind was open for God to drop solution in to kill Goliath. And so it just took this one man to have the right mindset, to not be captured by that fear, for that to happen. And by David killing Goliath, suddenly... It clicked in the hands and the minds and the heart of the Israelites that, oh, did we do serve a living God? Because, you know, and we will read it in this week that when David went to Saul and told Saul he went to fight Goliath, he told Saul that the God that delivers me from the mouth of the lion will deliver his Philistines to me, right? And so he was so sure he was going to win the battle because of his reliance on God. And the only way God could have breathed on him was because he was focusing on God. When you focus on fears, anxiety, we lose sight of God. By David now literally doing what God had asked him to do, going to fight Goliath and winning, suddenly the minds of the Israelites were free again. They were oh my God, we have a God. We do have a God that we serve, the living God. And was able to deliver Goliath into your hands through this boy called David. And suddenly they realized all things are possible with God. Suddenly they realized, oh wow, this is possible. We can do this. And they obviously remembered God that they clearly had forgotten. And remember that, you know what? 
we serve a living God. Even though they are forgotten all these things, you know, and they were frightened for their lives and future when Eli was tormenting them. And so, over to us. How are we auditing and capturing our thoughts? I know I've, I've spoken about this a couple of times already, but it is so important. Because we see, if you compare how David, you know, reacted to Goliath. Now, there's another reason for that. Because David was not subjected to Goliath's constant fear, he was able to do it. I'm pretty sure he was doing it afraid, but he was able to do it. Meanwhile, the same fear was capturing the hearts of the Israelites, but preventing them from even stepping forth because of the fear. How are we capturing thoughts? Are we the Israelites or are we David? You know, I mentioned earlier that when we let fear capture our minds, we not let God read on our thoughts because no matter how God breathes on it, we can't even see. We're not so focused on the fear, focused on the fear and not faith. And so we lose sight of God. And we get even more confused, more frustrated, which also means that the solution that we are so eager and hoping to get, we can't see it because we are so captured by the fear. And so we are stuck. We are stuck. The reason why God could breathe on David was because he was focusing on him and not on the fear and not on Goliath. And so you see, capturing our thoughts is so important. It is so important. I personally find that when I'm afraid of whatever it is, I'm focused on what is causing the fear. We do not hear from God clearly. When I'm constantly confused, wondering what it is, what is not it. And so I need to have to pray and drop the worries at the feet of God and be able to tune my mind to focus on God before I start hearing clearly. And so I ask you today, what thoughts are going on in your mind right now? What is the mountain that may be for you that looks impossible? What worries are you facing? Can I encourage you today to drop those worries at the feet of God and focus on him? I know that it is so responsible to look at the mountain continually and figure out yourself how it's going to be moved or shifted. It looks and sounds responsible. But trusting God does not mean one is irresponsible. It is letting go of that worry, letting go of the fear, letting go of the mountain before you so you can focus on God. The same way they were able to literally hear from God on the solution of killing Goliath. So that you can hear the solution God is putting before you and not the fear the mountain is bringing. And so I encourage you today, drop the fear, drop the worry. Submit the mountain to God and then let him breathe on your thoughts. Breathe on my thoughts so we hear exactly what it is that we need to hear to align to his will. But I indeed, all glory goes to him. And the solution required, he gives to us. No matter how impossible the situation is, there is nothing impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. So I just pray for everyone right now that may be facing a giant mountain that's impossible, or stubborn challenges, whatever it is. I pray and I encourage you to drop that mountain. Drop the fears. Drop the need to worry about the mountain before the feet of God. And let him carry it. You're not being irresponsible doing that. You are trusting God in totality. 
and then let him begin to breathe the thoughts, solutions that you need, directions that you need for this. And give the patience to go through whatever process it is to walk through that mountain. Yeah, he makes it nothing or he leads you on Kadamon. Whatever it is, that God will lead you. And you have the strength and the patience to do what he's asked you to do. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.